There's no place to escape to. This is the last podcast. On the left. Side stories. Rise your blade. That's when the cannibalism started. Side, Side stories. stories. <laughs> yes. Shorts, boys. Are you guys shorts on? Yeah, bro. I'm gonna wear Hell shorts. Yeah, bro. I'm gonna wear my. I'm, I'm wear. I'm dressed like a New York Nick. Yeah, you Stars. are dressed just like a New York Nick. I'm a New York Nick today. <laughs> you know what makes me think of the Knicks when I look at you? What's that? Your vertical leap. Why? Uh, uh, because it just it gets it is a uh, real New York Knicks standard jump, right? <laughs> Wait, how about that of a bit of a burn? Because apparently the New York Knickerbockers are uh-huh. not very good. Do not bring sports birds into this show to start it off. Nonetheless, you know those sting. You definitely be <laughs> one of those. Are they called centrals? Uh, the center. The big player yep. in the middle, but I wouldn't oh, be because like actually I'm six foot seven. That's about the point guard size nowadays. Centers are like seven feet tall. I'm actually small by NBA standards. Be? Why no, is they everybody so big? Because they want to be closer to the hoop because the hoop is 10 feet tall. So the taller you are, the the closer you are to the hoop. And then theoretically, the closer you are to scoring points. And then theoretically, the closer you are to winning. You're cheating. No, it's you're not cheating. cheating. The more, the taller you are, you're cheating. And then also, don't we want our because don't we have better training now? Don't we want smaller basketball players because they then have to fight harder in the game? Are you making the old man Polish joke about how there needs to be a height limit in basketball so that your people can play? Oh no, we don't. Polish people, we don't need to be in basketball. We've already dominated all the more important sports, like um, <laughs> what's that shuffleboard? There's that thing, and then there's um, where's where they throw the big puck and you scrape it with the broom? Uh, that is called curling. Uh, curling. Uh, yeah, yes. I mean Polish people cleaning, but yeah, we're we're built for curling. Because low to the ground, scrape, 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 scrape. Low to the ground is easy to do. It's a, dr- it's a game that you can get hammered to. You know what I was fucking watching the other day that made me mad on cable was professional bowling. These yeah. guys are getting too athletic too. They're really talented. I know, and none of them are hammered. Although if you watch, we'll start the show here in a second. If you watch professional cornhole, they still get hammered because that sport is the closest we have to basketball, the wonderful feature film. Also, darts. That's another sport. Again, I like watching sports that I could potentially enter into. And we will be playing what you're talking about is bar sports. And we will be playing bar sports as very, very soon, as soon as we see everybody in Grundy County, which we cannot wait to do. Hey, everyone, welcome to Side Stories. I am Ben, hanging out with Henry. Hope everyone is doing well out there. You are. Do we actually, you have not seen one of these new professional bowlers? You know, the only bowler that I watch is the guy who screams, you're not, I am. That's the uh, Because only it's one real. of the cockiest things I've ever seen in all of professional sports. He is the only real sportsman in the sport. The guy I, I was watching the other day, I was like, is this guy fucking lean? Also, number one, not only is he only lean, but he was playing at the championship level with a shirt Talked into <laughs> belted pants, oh which is the first God. thing, I, first time I've ever seen someone win a ring in office casual. Yeah, I actually don't like that. I also don't like the idea that a bowler can put the shirt within the pant and still have the belt visible. I yeah, can I'm deal so with upset. it if the if the fat oh, girl yeah. goes over the belt. I'm like, okay, that that's makes why sense. you have the belt. That's why you have the belt, strong shirt, good quality, can hold the you gut in there. You gotta hold up the pants. Well, it's like me, I'm soft, I'm egg-shaped, because you know, my belt yeah. enters a solid five inches into my body because of what keeps my pants up. Because that's to. a that's a bowler's fucking shape. I don't want you lean. What is this, baseball? It's disgusting. Also, they, they can be fat in baseball. It's a strategically like difficult game. Also, it's hard to hit the ball, but it seems you can do it fat, which is nice. That's the only thing that matters. And get the vaccine. Absolutely. Well, you know what, Henry, for you and your belt, I think that maybe you should start getting belts. Yes, it's a little bit painful that have small nails on the insert. So they actually kind of go into your skin, almost like you're shopping at like Hellraiser Express right next to Hot Topic. And yes, it will hurt you. But I also know for a fact it will be the only belt that works to keep your pants high and tight. So you think my belt should be like, you remember those like anti-sexual assault condoms <laughs> that they were giving out in Asia? That it should oh be like that. Goodness, it should be reverse yes. tooth. 
so that it just sticks to me and I just scream all day. For those that don't recall that, that was something that can be inserted into the vagina that would then trap the penis with the teeth. And I mean, it's pretty freaking cool. Also very sad that it came to that. (laughs) You're right. Yes, but it is the only it's like the movie Teeth. If you have not seen the movie Teeth, you have to see it. It's okay. Uh, It is fantastic. Well, it's a fun premise. It's a fun premise. It's a fun premise, but it's a boring film. Not enough kills with the vagina with teeth. Where's the the kills? They did not go full Hetton Looper, whatever. There were I would have liked to see the vagina with the actual teeth. I would have liked to see that. But it was a good like somebody is ready for some safe sex. You know what I mean? Like that would be fun. But that makes it trauma. Exactly. And they tried to keep it classy when it comes to vaginas biting off uh, penises. Whatever. But before we get to news stories, I do have to do something, which is this, Henry. Hmm. Thank you. (gasps) To who? Thank you to you, Mr. Zabrowski. What did I do? You recommended Psycho Goreman to me. Dude! And Psycho Goreman is one of the single most fun films in the history of movies. I forced anyone and everyone to see it. If you have not seen Psycho Goreman, you don't even need the premise, the plot, very simple stuff. It's very simple. Just the most fun you will have with friends who start off, and then by the end, they're children. They are puddles. We were like, and they are just yay! so happy. I the whole time I was watching, I was like, "Thank you, thank <laughs> you for relieving some of the fear." It nailed it. So if you have not seen Psycho Gorman, Psycho Gorman, or Psycho Gorman, which is kind of cute the way that they say it in the movie, check it out. It's well worth it, and it was made for one point five million dollars. So by today's standards, that is a very cheap movie. It's a, technically, it's it called a g- micro budget. Micro budget. So it sort of gives uh, I don't know, kind of give a little inspiration too, because if they could make that movie, we could make something too. Yeah, or you and you could, or you can make a successful insurrection at the Capitol. I don't know if that was 1.5 million. That may have been 15 bucks on an appetizer. But anyway, all right. Well, let's get to a murder story, shall we? Because I know we covered Crowley. And thank you for the great response on last podcast proper. And I know everyone loved it. But let's just tell a story about straight up stone cold, disgusting, horrible murder out of Oklahoma. A dude has confessed to killing his neighbor and uh, cooking her heart. Mm, heart That's is not- delicious. This comes from the Oklahoma. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you say it's the Oklahoman, the, oh, oh. Well, the Oklahoma, the Oklahoma is a whole nother series of films uh, that I would love to love to see. <laughs> this actually comes from Chickasha, Chickasha, Chickasha. Oklahoma. Chickasha, Oklahoma. So the dude Chikasha. is a triple. Chickasha sounds like a fucking contestant on The Bachelor. Oh, they need some more diversity on that freaking show. That's all I know. A triple murder suspect. So he confessed to killing his neighbor first. He cut out her heart and then he ate it at home, which is hey, very man. nice. He didn't have time to mill about. All right. He had to get this heart while it was fresh. To the saute pan. Absolutely. So an agent for the Oklahoma State Bureau of Investigation, he he told the judge, he said uh, he cooked the heart with potatoes to feed his family to, quote, release the demons. And the question is, Henry, is heart with potatoes the proper dinner to release a demon to? I would say, number one, um, which who's got the demons? Where are the demons? Uh, they're releasing it from the heart. I guess that's what he's saying is that he's releasing it from the heart of his neighbor by eating it, but then you're putting the demons in you, so I'm not certain. I, I think it is, number two, it is interesting that he did decide to add a starch, would make yeah. it more of a meal. <laughs> but my question is, is that, well, how are we cooking this? Did he throw it all over? Right. It sounds like he might have baked it all at once, or it sounds like he might have really, in a gross way, have cut up the potatoes and sauteed it all, which is not a great uh. way to cook potatoes, unless you're shredding them for some form of uh, a hash brown. But he didn't sound, mm. he did, but to me, that would say, I hashed the potatoes, because that's a, a verb you could use in terms right. of the, the, the type of cut. Julianne them, I'm not certain. Or you just chunk it all up and throw it in the pan with just, because honestly, that's going to be tough. Especially cooking a muscle like the heart, you need to braise a heart. Well, you need a cooking show that needs to be filmed live from prison. Okay. 
So this dude, he also probably... Lawrence Paul Anderson. So he's one of those three name guys. And these guys are always... They have a lot of things to live up to. He also stabbed his uh, his aunt, but she survived. So that's real good. Uh, he had a 20-year sentence in 2017. He was sentenced to 20 years. But uh, Governor Kevin Stitt... Kevin Stitt commuted his sentence, and I'm just going to say this. If you want to read I don't know anything about the guy, but if you want to run a negative ad campaign, this is probably going to work because he yeah. maybe should have been in jail because he killed all of these people in Aether Hearts. did. But honestly, it's one of those sad stories because it sounded like they were really trying to vaguely, I don't know if they would, if the term is, I don't know if anybody's helping anybody, but more of a, Lawrence Paul Anderson was a, he was booked on drug charges. So yeah. in 2017, it was like one of those third strike drug drug charges for possession of crack cocaine and uh, I believe he also had like a deadly weapon and all this stuff but it sounded like he was a quote unquote model prisoner and they decided to be like well it's what we talk about people are, people are over policed and over punished so it's just one of those like really like I don't know if the word is fun I'm mean, gonna say serendipitous things when right. when they finally do something that they think might be correct and then a guy kills four people and then cannibalizes them. And it's, it's, it's you know, great. you never know. Also in 2006, he served four years in prison for attacking his girlfriend, pointing a gun at her, and also uh, possessing crack cocaine. Again, uh, the big issues, I think, are the attacking of the girlfriend and pointing the gun. Yes, yes. Yes. Nonetheless, he had been out for less than five months when police arrested him, and uh, that's when he went back to prison. Turns out he never really shook his love for PCP, which is most likely what caused this entire thing to happen. So he got high think- on PCP and then decided to cook his neighbor's heart. And why is that? Most times when you smoke a speed or something, you don't get hungry. Like you ever imagine cooking somebody's heart on acid? You don't hear those stories as much or mushrooms. You don't really want to eat. But with PCP, we hear about people sometimes eating somebody's face or doing whatever. Does it make does it give you the munchies? I think it's more of an oral fixation. You just want to chew on something. It sounds like something that uh, like this is a problem Wrigley's could really fix. Like this is a gum (laughs) shortage problem, because I know when I'm rolling, nothing's better than a nice piece of gum. Right. Yep. I agree. But, but I want to hear from our listeners. Side stories, LPOTL, gmail.com. I know for a fact that some of you have had PCP. Oh, I'm and, sure. And absolutely. And I, I know that people have, always, and I've watched video and, and documentaries, people talking about what they experience when they smoke PCP. But I really wonder, like, what is the core of it? Because obviously heavy paranoia, a lot yeah. of energy. Seems um, like it. He stabbed his aunt to death. And his, like, a little girl he also murdered in this yep. process, in this whole spree. How long does BCP last? And in the end, it's, it's just about the aggression and the sense of power that you get. Or is it make you more like, is it audio and visual hallucinations that cause you to do all of this crooked shit? Well, and of course, his aunt, his aunt did end up surviving. He is now back in prison, or he at least is back in custody. And uh, the prosecutor has said the death penalty is now on the table. So, yes, it's not going to be good. The man obviously has severe mental health problems. But that is a great question, Henry, because how many people out there use PCP, don't go to their neighbor's house and stab them? cut them open and eat their heart. How many people use PCP and don't stab their aunt? How many great law-abiding PCP citizens are out there? Functional PCP functional heads. PCP heads. PCP people. Yep. How many are out there going day-to-day, doing your jobs, working at Walgreens, oh. and then all of a sudden, oh, now I'm lumped in with the one guy who killed his neighbor and ate her heart Bring just because a bad name I... to PCP. I'm a part of the PCP community. That's right. Yes, it does involve a lot of us eating glass, but that's what Sandra brought to the meeting, and that's what it comes. That's why we got together. It's a community. The incredible. The, the, I don't know why Sandra's got to stop bringing all this broken glass to all these that's PCP. What I found outside. Well, that's Sandra. what she calls shopping. She's uh. shopping. But I wonder, I actually I wonder because I think that we're going to get an email because I'm going to say one in twenty five people is actively on PCP. Maybe I'm going to think what. How many people smoke PCP? Might be a little. I hope not. One in twenty-five people are on PCP. I just passed thirty people on my drive over here. I can imagine one of those people (laughs) smoked because what's it called? Getting wet. 
right? Because you dip a cigarette. That's one way to do it where you dip a cigarette in it and you smoke it. Like fucking crazy shit. But think about the the people that are mad about this story. That they have to have their PCP to go work at HUD. Sure. Absolutely. They have to have their PCP in order to go work at California Chicken Grill. And they're driving actively on PCP. But maybe their auditory and visual hallucinations are like... You're actually going to want to skip. There's a crash on the 101. And they seem to know stuff before your Google Maps knows stuff. Yeah. That would be incredible. And now all of a sudden, so it's like, yeah, I'm better than Google Maps. So maybe they're scared of me for that reason. And then all of a sudden I tell people I'm on PCP. I'm really good with directions. And next thing you know, they accuse me of being similar to this guy who, again, killed a four-year-old girl, killed his uncle, and killed his neighbor and ate her heart. And it's like, no, I just know how to get from point A to point B much faster. Much, much faster. I'll tell you what, though, in his mugshot, he looks sorry. Well, he looks like he was high on PCP and isn't anymore. Mm, Let me see his eyeballs. That's always the saddest thing when you see the person who has obviously come down by the time the mugshot has hit. That level of sadness is different than the level of sadness when they're still peeking during the photo where they're still like, I'm not sure if I'm unhappy with what I've done. But he definitely knows that he's in trouble now. He knows. Uh, It's the same thing as when I've thankfully never gotten a DUI, knock on wood. Um, I've never gotten a DUI, but I also feel like that's, you know, like, because I we've you've at least gotten hungover in a jail cell before. I got a DUI when I was nineteen, but that was released. I was and when no, I no, got no. when I when I was detained, you went to, yeah, down I was the totally tubes. sober. Were you so? Oh, that's right, because it was for you going through the turnstile. Because I helped a little person through that's a turnstile right. who yes, was like, I don't right. have any money. And I was like, sure, that's come through with me. And then it turns out I have an open warrant for drinking on the snoop with Henry Zabrowski yep. five years prior. I remember prior. that night. I remember that night. The cops I were also. That night be- because he let you finish the beer. I'll always remember that night because he was because you were like, I go so threat. He's like, you can finish your beer. And he, he was went, nice. Oh, he was nice. But but then, still, uh, but then he started wailing on you. <laughs> well, a twenty five dollar ticket turned into a bench warrant and then twenty five hours in the tombs later. But the will. But to that point, Henry, most people were absolutely hammered. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Getting hung over in the jail cell has to be such a specific feeling. No. It's not, and you know, it's, you know, we all live in that world where let's go down to the lake and let's go down to the creek and, yep. and do some fishing and, yep. oh, we drank That's a little too much. I hope the sheriff doesn't come and throw us in the pokey. Oh, I hate to go to the drunk tent for the night. It's not like that. No, it's not like that. It's actually, no. um, it's, it's much less comforting. No, uh, no, no. Yeah. That. You're not in there with Andy Rooney. You no, know what I mean, this is no. it. Yeah. Don Knotts is in there. I you was in there with in a groom with fucking screaming, bleeding, uh, just sh- fucking every ruffian. And I was in there with one man. who's was a large fella, large, large man. And uh, he drank everybody's milk. And he and because uh, he would just Got ask to. for it. And you're just going to give him the two percent milk. Yeah, What am I going to do? I'm going to fight. Yeah, I'm going to fight you for my jail milk. <laughs> and uh, my God. Anyway, the odor was legit. Nonetheless, be careful if you're on PCP, because uh, evidently you can do some pretty. I'm just going to call it wacky stuff. Live from your grave. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Finding work life balance can be tough, but Squarespace gives you the tools to reach your goals and have time to celebrate. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. With the new guided design system, Squarespace Blueprint, you can select from curated layout and styling options to create a personalized website optimized for every device. Get your website discovered fast with integrated, optimized SEO tools. Plus, make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. And with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about, choose your tone, enter what you need, and get auto-generated text. And that helps you save time. I know I'm sitting on about two literal wheelbarrows filled with horse picks. Now, part of the issue has been is a lot of these pictures are getting stopped at customs because some of them do depict various world leaders in horse-like circumstances that seems to be pinging a lot of these custom agents accounts. Now, so what I've done to do is like, so while I'm trying to work on hand smuggling these horse picks over various country borders. I then also have time because Squarespace is doing all the other ad work for me to go and work on my killdozer at home. So thank you, Squarespace, for allowing me to diversify in the best way possible for this country. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial when you're ready to launch. Go to squarespace.com slash left to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain.
This next story is about how man believes we control nature. Oh, no. But unfortunately, nature is truly untamed. Especially when you arm nature. Oh, yeah. That's probably not the best idea. It's already so strong with all the yes. storms and stuff. I love this shit. This comes from abc.net.au. This is Australia. Um, cockfighting rooster fatally stabs owner with knife strapped to leg in India, sparking manhunt for illegal fight organizers. But honestly, that's going to be hard to find. Um, this is I love this shit. This is insane. So I guess with cockfights, they put knives on roosters well i thought that they put extended almost like press-on nails that were knives onto their claws but it sounds like they just taped a knife to the leg of this rooster this shit's way more mad max and i'm kind of here for it this should be more here for it yeah has there more is there cockfight tiktok there i talk I am sure there is cock talk, cock and I'm, fight, sure, I'm sure it's not about cockfighting. I'm sure cock talk is not about chickens with razors fighting other chickens with razors. I think you're uh, gonna find a bunch of dicks. Where is Gen Z with the cockfighting? We can't let you, it disappear. I think you guys are um, far, fully, full, fully too reliant on Gen Z. Don't put too much pressure on Gen Z. They're they going to be just as bad as us. Out. They better figure it out. <laughs> All right, so here we go. A rooster fitted with a knife for an illegal cockfight in southern India has filed, has killed its owner. So the, the bird, it had a knife attached to its leg, ready to take on an opponent when it conflicted, when it inflicted serious injuries to the man's groin as it tried to escape. You know, the this- man got his fucking dick cut off <laughs> by this yeah. thing. It cut into the, because there's a main artery that runs yeah. like right in your dick delta. This area where I'm touching. Thank you for showing it to me, Henry. That's you really important. I you know why I'm showing this. I've seen the D'Angelo video. I know where the, where it is on normal looking men. Although D'Angelo's gotten fat, so hey, take that, ladies. What was it called? Cum vents. What did Fernando call those? C- cum cum gutters. Cum, cum gutters. gutters. Yeah, the natural V. Yeah, he called them cum gutters. Just so <laughs> such a like love. I love the idea. Um, okay. So the man died from blood loss before he could reach a hospital in the Karimnagar district of Telangana. Um, he was among sixteen people organizing the cack fight in the village of Lothaner when the freak accident took place. You say freak accident. Right. Yeah, I would call this a freak accident if that cock with a knife went into a grocery store and killed the fishmonger. That's right. a freak accident. This seems this, like it was pretty set up. It He strapped the knife to an <laughs> unpredictable bird and then tried to hold it in his hands. And I don't know if you've just tried to hold my dog, Wendy, the seven pound, highly domesticated chihuahua yeah. in her, in your hands. And of course you always, with, with the, with the knives that you tape to, to, to Wendy's legs for home security protection. Absolutely. There's been break-ins in the neighborhood. Absolutely. I love this story because it lets you know that whoever is in the ring, whoever is fighting, they're still the ones in charge. They are the ones putting money on the table. They're the ones putting food on the table, rather, with the money that they make for you. They're the stars, and they deserve to be treated like said stars. If you're going to do a cockfight, you're going to have a chicken. You better give that chicken a chicken green room with a little chicken coop. You better treat treat that chicken like a GD god. Otherwise, that chicken's going to come back and kill freaking you we've seen it before and we'll see it again if we're using mixed metaphor here um who's laying the eggs of the business exactly chickens the chicken's doing all the work for you you're in the chicken business you're not even the star you're the coach of said chicken chickens can't be coached you chickens can't be coached chickens can only be brought to an area and then you hope that they'll do whatever it is that you, you're talking about. This is random. It's like throwing grenades like at back and forth at each other and letting them play tic-tac-toe. You know I hate robots, and you know I hate what they're doing right now with the robot dogs and the NYPD. I think it's totally unconstitutional. Have you seen if you the see manuals? People have popped up the manuals, how to disengage, how to flip it over. Like it shows this thing. There is a, if you look it up on Twitter, I saw a thing where they showed a how if you're dealing you with the robot dog, it's kind of like that. You pull on this little robot dick. It does have a flap. It has like a little flap thing that you unhinge it from the bottom and you can pull out the battery, but you have to fight through its gnashing appendages. 
Great, we're in the beginning of Terminator, and uh, we better start killing these machines who are who have been deputized. We got to start killing them now. But that being said, one of my favorite competition shows is BattleBots. Of course. And now I'm thinking, back when UFC started, they were like sumo wrestler versus really thin guy who does karate. I miss the mixed media fighting. I mixed when it was just been like this woman can hit you with a spoon. This guy's got a chainsaw. <laughs> like they, I miss those fights. <laughs> Biological versus artificial warfare. Chickens oh, with the knives oh, versus the buddy. battle bot. You and we can do this know, again, buddy. so we can take multiple oh, animals God, versus the battle even, bot. Don't say this on the show. We should be saying this to a producer. We should be saying this to a money man because that's the show, buddy. Can you imagine... Okay, here we go. We've got Raphael, the chicken, the the knife fighting chicken versus, versus the wedge versus the wedge. That, <laughs> that would be would. fucking incredible, dude. His feathers everywhere, man. I also could see we though. Could see. Like, again, we get who's that guy? Who's the Irish guy that somehow has a billion dollars? That is the, the fighting the, guy. Oh, uh, McGregor, McGregor. But he's not Conor McGregor. Is he good? Oh yes, he's one of the greatest of all time. Good. I'm yeah. nothing but respect yeah. to Mr. McGregor. Sir McGregor? Well, um, you don't have to be too respectful to him. He's kind of a scumbag, but you know. All right, well, fuck you. There you go. He'll yeah, and I you. challenge you, Conor no, McGregor. No, no, you've done it. Now you've gone too oh, far. Oh, fuck. Okay. Um, to a joke off. Yeah, now we're talking. Um, Him versus five robot dogs. Oh, he would lose to one. He would lose to one. I really believe think? so. Yes, these battle bots... They are huge. That's They're cool huge. As fuck. They're though, like dude. five feet by five. Make them smaller. Smaller versions no. of them. That's the new. Because you remember when Gary Kasparov played the chess computer? Yeah. But one of them dies. I love it. I literally love it. And I'm one thing that makes me extremely upset about 2020 is one thing. One oh, thing. Where were the battle bots on NBC? And where were all of the esports? Where they was there everything we that them. we could have done? Everything they weren't there. We, no, they weren't there. And I'm sorry. This would have been the time to have real now. Now steel. They, now they're asking for us to come back. Now now we're supposed to come crawling back. I needed you a fucking year ago, battle bots. Yes, absolutely. They, Why now didn't... what am I supposed to do? They're all saying, oh, happy we're coming back. Because they said, because COVID violations. Being like, you guys could be on other sides of their arena. It's all outside. You're machines. You don't get COVID. You are biologically uh, superior in this one case and in multiple cases. But give me freaking BattleBots every Saturday night, mainstream television. Who wants to be a millionaire? Who cares? Who give gives me a fucking the fighting shit. freaking robots. It would be pretty cool if the mass right. Singer always had to fight a oh. BattleBot at the end of that bullshit. And also, man, that mass Singer show is also just becoming Running Man. We are in the just this yeah. just in the middle of while I am tickled pink. That we are a part of this like cyberpunk dystopia that we're making it real. Are you like, happy I, about that? It's just like wild. Like what's going to happen next? Huh. Well, I was always sort of just like, why can't we go back in time to Ma 2007? But I guess no, not. we don't want to go back there, man. We didn't go back there. We didn't even know about the sushi burrito then. <laughs> Ever had a sushi burrito? <laughs> no, I actually haven't because I don't want that much. I, I oh, no, I don't need you it. Can wrap your fucking lips around that, dude. Yeah, but I love burritos and I love sushi no. and I love and I love tuna, but I just don't need it in the. I just don't need it that way. I don't know. It seems very strange to me, but that's just. Hey, me, man, man. anything. Every single day, I strive to challenge myself. But you know what? I am going to give you. Uh, wow, today I'm just being really generous. But kudos for your. Um, <gasps> For your multiculturalism with yes. the embrace of the sushi burrito, I applaud you. I am truly, my, you know, who's the most the most diverse place on this planet is my fucking guts. <laughs> <laughs> Every country's in there mixing. Well, anyway, what we started talking about was cockfighting. They still don't know everyone that was involved no, in the cockfight. They don't fight, know anybody, but, but apparently, thousands of cocks die every year. Yeah, uh, apparently, according to uh, Governor Edwin Angchan, he said he, uh, he was trying to confiscate the roosters, but the problem was the roosters' blades may have been laced with poison. 
cool. Isn't that awesome? <laughs> That's fucking dope. So they were. What is this game? I this is cockfighting to the extreme. I didn't realize. I mean, it's like fucking. I'm, that's a, that's they literally do that in the blade fighting in Dune. Like there's a whole end section where they have to fight. They fight with fucking poison blades. It's fucking awesome. Yeah, it's it's. I guess you definitely don't eat the chicken afterwards, which I suppose I already so. knew. Um, now nah, they feed yeah. him to wolves to keep the wolves out of their villages. It's pretty intense putting the poison on there. That really that does bring it to a different level. And um, if you are working security or if you are an officer there, I do think you probably have bigger issues. Yeah, I uh, think so. A, yes. Although we got a bunch of roosters with poison knives in Town around. Square. I mean, that's kind of scary too. Live from your grave. All right, this story. Can I talk about this? We. Again, I'm not going to hijack it too much to go into aliens, but we have, we are just, we're in a new world. It's 2021. Uh, they are really starting to take this shit seriously, and it's wild. It is, we are seeing more and more of this shit, and this is a real story that has come out um, a couple days ago. This is from the drive.com. Um, airliner encountered unidentified, fast-moving cylindrical object near Ooh. New Mexico. The reason why this story is particularly interesting is because it's not the only time that something has see been seen in this direct area, and it's the only time that the FBI has now fully come out. Not only did nobody get fired, for saying that they saw this shit, okay. but the FBI is saying we are now officially uh, researching this. It's very, very interesting. An approximately 119 CST on the Albuquerque Center frequency of 1.27.850 megahertz. Oh, say it again, Henry. That makes all the uh, sense in the world to me. I, I don't got fucking it. know. Yeah, 8.7 megahertz. You want to go left down there by the pole? You want to take a couple of megahertz <laughs> around? You want to take a U-turn to the 9.59er? I don't fucking know, dude. This um, this is important. I know what, I know what a megahertz a is. After you take a dump on a yeah, Monday after you, Super Bowl Sunday, that's a that's megahertz. A that's what um, I'm here this, for. This is also important to give a good shout out to the people who do the good work over at Deep Black Horizon because these oh. people like he said he was listening to hours of his scanners, his arsenal of scanners when he heard this strange oh, transmission that came through. Um, this airline, American Airlines pilot says, do you, do you have any uh, targets up here? We just had something uh, go right over the top of us. Oh, my God. I hate to say this, but it looked like a long cylindrical object that almost looked like a cruise missile type of thing moving really fast over the top of us. Right. This was found. Wow. This was in first. Set, and they is this recent. Uh, Henry, was that recent audio or is this, this uh, is like uh, this is February 21st, 2021. Wow. So, that, so this is so this sighting just happened. Yes, this just happened. But what's the, what I like is now we're at a level where there's a bunch of people saying that like no, so. This missile-like object description um, is—it's interesting. This was a, the last time. The last time this happened it was the same area of town. Now this is a, like this is over a place called Des Moines, New Mexico, right? Oh so it's my, in the middle the of worst, fucking nowhere. Hit the worst right? of both worlds. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. We love Des Moines, and we love New love Mexico. Des Moines, love Des Moines. Love Albuquerque. I buy her tickets. We're gonna be there soon. Um, but these, basically, this was last seen by a guy from Phoenix Air. Someone said this a long time ago. They called this guy crazy. He said he saw a cylindrical object in the same exact area. But he said the weird what was weird about it is that number one, no wings, which is like everything's got wings that flies. What we have for the most part that we know, at least they are vaguely like airline shaped. Yeah, I would right? think so. Wings seem pretty important. But it's had its own. Well, now we have, like we don't know. So the he said that it was it had its own glow that it wasn't reflecting any light from the sun. So it was just it couldn't be seen. But if they also know that where they were shooting, where they were, the only way they were flying was right outside of the White Sands missile range. So oh, there geez. are uh, they do have uh, secret technology flying around, which is like the, the the Mount Dora military operating area is near that area. But the thing that is interesting well, is that. Can I just ask this? Why are they flying around a missile zone? That this seems is, pretty scary. Remember what happened in, what was it, Long Island with the missile yes. that took down the flight? Why are they, yes. shouldn't they not fly in the missile zone? Well, this why this is why it's super mysterious is because, number one, normally they're supposed to get a message saying that the area is hot, that they are flying, uh, they are doing tests in the area, and they don't go. They don't track the, the uh ranges through them right and the other thing that was weird is that it happened dead in the middle of the day which is also a really strange time to fly around your super high-tech material that's why they say like area 51 lights up at night 
because that's when they're doing the tests or all at night when there's no air traffic. Sure, sure. But the the main takeaway from the story is that they're taking it very, very seriously. Wow. Um, And it's it's happening. Did you say say the FBI was on this one? Yes, the FBI is now. They have officially come out. No, well, because. So that's uh, new, right? Because I hadn't heard the FBI before in this, right? No, he is. They are taking up the mantle. Of investigating wow. it because that's the whole idea is that we're trying to figure out whether or not it actually is a suspicious aircraft from some other country, an act of war, or is it indeed a UAP? Ben Kissel, follow up question Can the FBI be trusted? There's no bottom to this. <laughs> You know, I mean, now it's scary, though, because it's like, it's what true. did you see? And then they show you. I'm just, of course, I'm going to talk oh, about men in black. But mm. it's like, what? I don't know if I oh, want no, the FBI the, even the getting problem, this information. Like, truly, it's the problem is that why we why we're all this. We want disclosure because we want the government to tell us it's cool. Has they ever have they ever been straight about a single fucking thing? No. Once? No, because it's not their prerogative. But um, did you see that photo that I posted? Mr. DeLong. I didn't he see that this, one. It is. It's the UFO community is. I'm going to go as far as to say embarrassed. Um, <laughs> if you go to Tom DeLong, he ta- he. It's just this story of essentially a reveal of a picture that he got from a uh, who is another co- co- like connected person, a UFO like researcher that found this photo that they had taken while they were on vacation. Basically it's this weird shadow entity that is just like this lump and he posted it. It's just a blurry picture. And he just said real picture. Oh, um, and he's saying it's like an alien. He's saying it's an alien. Um, but if you look at it, it is a shadow. It comes from a, a man named Ryan Bledsoe. Um, but they're saying that they saw this kind of phantom weird shaped creature in a picture that they had, um, when they were just on vacation walking through and then, so now Tom DeLonge is touting it that that's, that be aliens. And the thing about the UFO community is that for a community that has been embarrassed so long and embarrassed so completely, they find new ways to get embarrassed. Every and week. I think that that's I think that that's too bad. But um, you know, good for you, DeLong. Uh, keep at it. And uh, oh no, worst- now and now, but the new structure of it because you know they took all of these crowd funds. That what's his his company? Well, the two well, that, stars but economy. That's kind of the controversy, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Now he is fully the last one was a quarter one, twenty twenty one. He is announcing to the excitement of everybody just how they're like, yes, we you know all with the testing of the meta materials and all this kind of stuff. But they are really, really proud of. The TV shows that they're launching this year and just how much stuff they're getting going on the production side. They are super, super into it. And you can't believe the clamor from the fans. I am sure that there is nothing but clamor. All right. Well, let's move on from out of this world to very in this world. Just quickly here. uh, There's been a Polish metal singer. Uh, He is with this band behemoth. I know nothing about the politics of Poland, but I do know that this guy got in a bunch of trouble because he stepped on a picture of the Virgin. Mary. He has launched a defense fund. His name is Adam Darsky, which doesn't sound nearly freaking as cool as uh, I believe his name is Nurgle. Yeah, um, Nurgle! <laughs> fuck yeah! Poland is very conservative. Very conservative. He is appealing against his conviction. Uh, Poland, I guess, has very very strict blasphemy laws. There's a lot of shit going on in Poland. um, This is something that really triggered those said laws. He says for over, this is a Nurgle. He says for over, unless you want to do it in your accent, Henry. For over a decade, I have been persecuted and prosecuted at the hands of the Polish legal system. The time for capitulation is over. Whoa, Nurgle, he is getting extremely serious. They say he's oh, been Oh, and he's got one, that one boot on the Virgin Mary. Look at that little boot. <laughs> I That's am the su- cutest little pointed toe boot. You know, this country in America, we have our issues. But the nice thing is this wouldn't even make the back page. Nobody cares. I mean, it reminds me, I, I, we forget Sinead O'Connor. She ruined her career by tearing Destroy, up the picture of the Pope. Fully blackballed. That was a part of the reason why Lauren Michaels is one of the evil, most evil forces in fucking entertainment business. She was but, shut down because of that. But you know what's so crazy, Henry? I mean, I remember watching that episode live and literally it was simply cool. That's yeah, awesome. Like, All right. Cool. Fuck yeah, dog. 
So it's great. The cool, I guess the interesting irony of really strict blasphemy laws is this guy did nothing. He stepped on a picture of the Virgin Mary. You might as well. It's a picture. You can. It's no different than stepping on the ground. It's a picture. I think in Um, 2024 in America, the conversely in America in 2024, we might like I could see us possibly having a president who has like open pictures of their asshole on the internet. You know what I mean? Like that's where we're at, which I'm excited for. I hope that that is true. I hope that we have like fucking full on, like, you know, those people have crystals like embedded in their faces and they're just like full on. They're like, they're all things. And once like a full pan person, I want that person to be president. I agree. A full team of rivals inside of yourself. I love that. Um, yes, the conviction, he was convicted. It came after the conservative legal group Ordo. Uh, they uh, they organized something. They got something called the Patriotic Society, and they That's said that Nurgle good. had offended. This is true. Nurgle had offended four people. <laughs> That's what it. Fucking and losers. Speaking it's- of offending people, I do have to clarify one thing. I was listening to the last, last podcast on the left episode, Alistair Crowley, part three. Yes. And I made a joke about people with face tattoos. And I do want to clarify, I love people with face tattoos. And that shouldn't stop you from succeeding in all of your goals and all of I your dreams. I completely agree. Simply just a bit of a joke there because we do our ribs here. So all done in good fun. That's what I say. Um, this is a, what an expert for religious studies told prosecutors. It, they said... Treading with the shoe on the image of the mother of God is an offense against religious feelings. It's fake. Uh, it's fake. So anyway, do? yeah, he, uh, whatever. They literally, She's anyway, a storybook character. Yeah, the singer has faced multiple previous lawsuits, and I don't know what he he's looking at. He might as well be. It's like it's just being just as mad if he put a boot on the face of, like, Stephen Urkel. It doesn't They're the matter. Same, it's the same level. Anyway, it looks like he's just going to be fined. But uh, anywho, you know yeah, what? Like, Again, because yeah, over there, like it's like, aren't they? It's like forty-seven thousand croibles. That's like nine ninety-nine <laughs> in American dollars. I don't know what happens in Poland. I don't know. I have to go I to the fatherland. I have to go. I can't wait. I know. I actually love Poland, and I hope we can still go. We're just—I'm sure people agree with us in Poland that they're a little strict on the religious rules because, again, yes. it's like making—it's like if Scientology ran the show. It's ridiculous. People need to have freedom. But You'd be surprised what we could get away with if we had a Scientologist president. Well, you, well, as president, but not as religious leader, perhaps. Who knows? Uh, but mm-hmm. Nurgle, you almost have to thank the strictness of the society, though, because this makes you look metal, and all you had to do was really do nothing. One boot. One, one toe. boot. So on a picture uh, of, of somebody that doesn't, even if Mary was still alive in heaven, she probably would think it was a bad picture of her anyway. So step on it. Yeah, she's like, eh. I look so fat in there. I, I was horrible. just postpartum. I just got done giving birth to the Lord. <laughs> um, all right, here's a story that we're going to be tracking, I think, for a while. Because this is not, uh, this is a problem. I think that we vaguely talked about it when this first happened. I'm not quite certain because it was really mysterious, but it was one of those like fun like, huh, I wonder how this is going to play out. And it played out <laughs> as exactly as I imagined it would. Um, South Dakota Attorney General. He claimed he hit a deer. This oh, is in yes. February 2020. Jason Ravensburg, right? Uh, he was charged right? with these Ravensburg. He was charged with three misdemeanor accounts, right? Because what he said was that he was driving away from a fundraiser at night. He certainly wasn't hammered. <laughs> and he got into a wreck. Right. And then he said, oh, in that panic of it, he said he wasn't paying attention. He's like, that's what he's like. I'll agree. I was looking at my phone. Oh, and that's the biggest crime, isn't it? Yeah, he hit. We said it was his. He said I hit a deer. And so but he's like in cleansing. This this is in the spirit of my home of my 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 home. I'm going to go back the next morning and make sure that this deer is not a danger, that this carcass of this deer doesn't happen to be a danger to anybody else. And what do you know when he got back there? What? What? It was a dude. It was. Um, Oh, so this guy's a dumb Ted Kennedy. So he, he was a man, right? But then he called the cops immediately. <laughs> and they came and he said, oh, there's no way. Obviously. And they're like, well, you're the South Dakota attorney general. You're my boss. And he's just like, <laughs> no, what are you talking about? We're buddies here. This is a team. It's a team. Um, but then apparently oh, Tuesday night, new evidence has come out. So in my mind, I was like, he obviously killed this man. He decided to sober up and come up the next day and report it. At, at, the, very least a, at, at the very least, a hit and run. 
Sure. Yes. Um, I still think it should be, yes, the flee. He fleed. Um, yeah. But apparently, um, when they went through the investigation of all the shit, um, he said he didn't know it was this pedestrian. He said apparently that they um, they found a pair of the dead man's glasses in the inside of the, the Dakota South Attorney, the, the South Dakota Attorney General's car. All right. Um, so how, how so now, they found oh, his glasses. Okay. And you know how, how he found there? his glasses? How? Because um, they showed the look at the, they said that his face went through the windshield uh-huh. and shot his glasses off of his face into the car. Okay. So, so okay. Um, it wasn't like the glasses were picked up by a wind and thrown in through the driver's side window of the car. They were entered in through the windshield as he drove through the man. We live in a nation where you're innocent until proven guilty. Is sure. it possible that a deer was wearing the same glasses that this man was wearing because he bought them at the deer sunglass store or the glass store? Can you tell me this fucking and deer it, is a better vision plan than I do? Maybe, maybe. And that is what led to the glasses being in the car. I don't think that's the case. If you're Ravensborg, I got to say this. Clean your freaking car out before you go yeah, make up the lie. He's a fucking moron. If you watch the glee-filled interrogation like video, it's pretty, pretty great. And so, because he asked them, they basically say, like, so there are these glasses found in your car. What do you, you know, what should we do? Right. Like, were these your glasses? And he, like, he did that very classy lawyer thing, being like, by glasses, do you mean, like, every man through his life has many types of glasses. I remember the first time I was given a pair of glasses, you know, like it's, and he's just like, yes, 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 yes. But this, these man's glasses, these are this man, Joe, Joseph Bover. These are Joe's glasses. Um, that means that his face came you through your windshield. One investigator told Mr. Ravensburg, um, Mr. Ravensburg, I did not see those glasses until you showed them to me. And then the officer said, well, the only way for them to get there is through the windshield. So his face was in your windshield. And then Mr. Ravensborg says, I did not see him. I did not see anything. I did not know. I did not know it was human. I did well, not know. At the very least, Mr. Ravensburg needs to be indicted for being the worst driver in human history. I if just he think didn't he know was- that when something goes through your windshield, even if it was a deer, I'd tap the brakes, pull over, and just see what hell see what the hell happened right then and there. Although it is South Dakota, it is freezing. The only possible explanation that he didn't know was that Mr. Ravensborg was fucking blackout drunk and <laughs> did not know. That is the only way you know, because like, what do I not know when I'm blackout drunk? But like, oh, you ever wake up, you know, you wake up and you're like, where did that whole order of tater tots I got? Like, where right. did that go? And you'll be like, oh, I, I, bl- I ate this. I shame ate this over a toilet. <laughs> you know, like that's the, that's how he's viewing. He's like, whoa. Whoa, like everything. He does such a good job, though. Whenever they show them new pieces of evidence, he goes, whoa. He at least pretends to be surprised. Yeah, and uh, obviously this is breaking down politically as well, but both parties don't seem to think that he deserves to be in prison. Perhaps he does. Perhaps he doesn't. I don't know. He Um, murdered a man. Again, perhaps he does. Perhaps he doesn't. But everyone does seem to agree that uh, he doesn't need to be the attorney general anymore. Oh, yeah. So now they're trying to make him not be attorney general anymore. Uh, Let's see how he goes. I mean, like, it just shows shows how much fun this. We just. Our politicians can really just do whatever the fuck it is they want. Can't they? This guy is really can do whatever they want. This guy is pulling all the tricks too, Mr. Ravensborg. He's like, I did not know until the next day. I did not know. I'm a military guy. You oh, do yeah. not leave people on the battlefield. You do not <laughs> leave people behind. It's like, that really you is You made it a battlefield, dude. <laughs> yeah. You made it a battlefield. This was just a normal day for that man. While that man might have been drunkenly walking by himself sure. at night on a dark road in South Dakota, which I'm saying is not great. You should wear deflector strip. Oh, sure. whatever shit. Like, I don't whatever. know what you need. But still, when you see the, it's the glasses, I think, that really gets me. It's the knowing that the man went through the windshield. And then him just like, well, better get home. Yep, got uh, got a lot of stuff to do. Also, if you are drinking and driving in South Dakota, the odds that you hit somebody are quite I quite know. rare. But, I know, uh, dude. you know, it just is. be freaking careful. Because we know, I. you never know. You just never freaking know. You really don't know, and you just got to be careful. It's just such, I you know, 
LA, it's difficult, especially with like lack of Uber. It's, you know, you know, you drive around, do stuff, but you, it's, you know, drunk driving Although, is bad. I'm saying. Wow. You know what? Hashtag very brave. Hashtag very Henry. Um, in South Dakota, to be fair, the Uber driver or cab company, they are probably on PCP. <laughs> So it is still South Dakota. So they'd be like, welcome to Methy's Meth McCab. I call it McCab. I tell you what, though, I never drink before I drive because I get drowsy. But it's really important <laughs> to get as much PCP in your system. So because everywhere I'm driving, I feel like I'm in a turquoise emerald bridge. Ooh, that is freaking fun. Yes, All right. Well, we have, I'll, I'll, well, I'll do Hero of the Week here in a second, but one more story because we talked about pythons yesterday, Henry. Oh, or, so we I'm have sorry, a couple, last week. Yes, we have a lot of this. The stake based crime is here. I also want to put out the idea of like Gerard Depardieu, who apparently is a fucking monster. I mean, we all knew he was a wine based monster, but I didn't know he was such a lick lick. There's a lot of stuff going on in that world. Of course, T.I. as well. There's a bunch of, there's always news in that front, Gerard Depardieu. Uh, up to no good indeed. Uh, well, let's do this story on the Python, though, shall we? Because these parents, apparently, if you get a Python and you have a couple of kids, it is up to you to make sure that Python doesn't kill the kids. I feel, yeah, I'm, I think, to be honest, as a parent, it's really up to you f between most things killing your kids. Yeah, so this was, uh, parents are now being charged because they starved a Python and then that Python ate their two-year-old. No I'm just going to say, make sure that, again, the Python is hungry. They are now facing 35 years imprisonment. Uh, it is uh, Charles Darnell and Jaron Hare. They had a al albino Burmese pigeon named Gypsy, and apparently it was really hungry, and it curled around their two-year-old, and it killed the baby, and it's not good, and they're looking at 35 years old, uh, in prison because they did it bad. So that's yep. that story. This I don't is, really know where, is, else to, I, where else to go with that. But I do like oh the idea. Oh, my God. By the way, never. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but apparently when the when the uh, python was trying to eat the baby, uh, they found her and they they found the python. They stabbed the reptile several times with a six inch knife with a meat cleaver to get it off of Shayana, but it was too late to save her. This is a freaking horror movie. Holy dude. fucking shit. It's a horror dude. movie. So what did they do? What, so they. They tried to kill the kids by snake. They no. They tried to kill the snake after the snake was attacking the child because of so course they, they thought didn't that want by their kids starving it. They thought by starving it, it was going to make the snake less dangerous. I don't know what they That's thought. That's the stupidest shit I've ever heard. Well, this is what he said when he called nine one one. He was sobbing. He said the baby's dead. Our snoop, our stupid snake got oh out in the middle God. of the night and strangled the Jesus baby. Jesus fucking Christ! No, I, I thought this know. was purposeful murder. No, well, it is purposeful in the well, sense yes. that they didn't take care and feed the freaking snake, so the he snake the was last... all hungry. Oh, my God. No. It's bad. Friends and it's family bad. repeatedly offered to buy more secure quarters for the snake or to look after themselves, <laughs> worried that Darnell and Hare, who were unemployed, could not afford to feed it, and concerned for the safety of Shiana, but their offers were refused. They were like, we simply cannot take an offer of a cage because oh, our snake cage. is one of those free range Gwyneth Paltrow snakes. It eats what we eat. It lives how we live and we will not restrict its rights. But this is the whole thing that pisses me off. And I know every single snake lover out there listening right now is going to agree with me. People who love snakes, what do they love to do with the snake? Feed them. They yeah, love the ritual. You like feed the them rituals. the mice. Yes. You feed them the whatever bugs or and whatever they the cuddle. Is. Like snakes can cuddle you. Once and like, they're they full, can be very once, affectionate. Yes. Just like Polish men. Once you get a Polish hey. man full, he will cuddle with you. Until oh, yeah, then, then I, I stop my grip. I stop yeah. my grip. <laughs> That's the only way to do it. Um, but this is according to Darnell's lawyer. She says, this snake was no different than a family dog. Well, that could seem strange. <laughs> Some people like cats. Some people like dogs. It's true. Some people have rabbits. Some people have hamsters. I've never but heard again, of a hamster killing a toddler. That's the difference, isn't it? Hamsters, they could have actually used a hamster or two to feed to the snake. Either way, just make sure you have the ability to take care of whatever animal that you have. And it seems to me like this snake probably should have just, I don't know, been in a zoo. Whoa, dude, the snake lived. Gypsy, the snake, recovered from her wounds, has been in the care of a wildlife center since the incident. Jurors will be shown photographs of the snake during the trial, whatever. And this is according to the prosecutor. I don't want a circus, all right? The snake's not on trial here. 
<laughs> just in case anybody was worried that the snake was going to be imprisoned. Well, it is, but it's imprisoned in like a Swedish style. Very nice prison. Very nice AKA prison. It's going to absolutely get all the books. Zoo. It gets technically, I think in, in Norway, if you go to jail, you get like one of those Oculus like rift. Thing. Like you get one of those VR masks. It's kind of fun. Yes, and of course, uh, they're each looking at a maximum sentence, I guess, of 15 years. Oh, yeah, buddy. This and, is an uh, old story, but yeah. still. Anyway, it's very interesting. They got, 35, they, they got 35. I think they got the full litany. All right. Let's do Hero of the Week. Today's Hero of the Week is Andrew Mitchell. He is a plumber who drove from New Jersey to Texas to help people and to lend a helping hand after that horrible storm devastated the area. So once the harsh temperature subsided, plumber the plumber became an all-important piece of getting the community back up and running. He saw Hell this. Yeah. He knew that plumbing was bad in Texas, and he said, in this era, in this world, in this time, I am the superhero we need. And Hell indeed, yeah. he is. This is what he told NewJersey.com. He says, I always ask I always ask a customer what, what they think is fair. What do they have to spare? That's what he had to say. He says, I never try to take advantage of anybody. For the trip, he also brought along his two-year-old son, Blake, and Mitchell's apprentice and brother-in-law, Isaiah. So oh, wow. thank you so much for going down there and doing what you do and helping out the people of Texas. One woman is a 71-year-old Barbara Benson. Wow, uh, she yeah. worked, he, he helped her get her water working again, and truly that can save freaking lives. This is what she said. She said, for a woman living by herself, you can get scammed easily, and I was just pleasantly surprised. It was like, it was like somebody's watching out for me and that is freaking true it's disgusting the scams are so intense right now my especially mom just in dealt texas with it too. but seriously shit it just happened to my mom it's like they are i mean that's more of a florida thing but the she almost got scammed it's really really hard you have to look out for our older people because straight up they get uh they they are targets well in, even in the time of need when uh, my little jerry my little Jer Bear ran, he ran about, he had a little journey for a few hours there, and I posted it on all the stuff on LA County, and then I got a message being like, we found Jerry, and I'm like, yay. They didn't find Jerry. They were scammers. Yep. They tried and to come they, for you. And then what did we do? We haunted them, and we we, <laughs> we tortured them for days. You remember when we did that? I think that's that Nazi hunter movie you're talking about. <laughs> so, Andrew Mitchell, thank you, and thank you to everybody who went down to Texas and helped out in their time of AOC need. AOC was down there. People doing a lot of kind of shit. Like, I, I do, well, I don't uh, think that AOC did any plumbing. No, no, absolutely. No, oh, no, no. She's got nice shoes on. Yeah, very um, nice. But the honestly, Tev, this is for te like straight up our Texas listeners. We can't wait to be back there um, as f fast as fucking possible. And we can't wait. Love you, Texas. Andrew Mitchell, thank you for what you did from the great state of New Jersey. We love you, Jersey, as well. We so, love you, Jersey. Great work, everyone, helping out people in need. Okay, here we go. We got a couple of listener emails. We got a couple of good ones here. A couple of responses to this one in response to our Aleister Crowley episode when we talked about what kind of noises the Aleister Crowley maybe make while he was bottoming. And <laughs> Marcus and I both insinuated he'd go like, yeah. We asked more. We asked more about noises and sex magic in general, and we got this really good response. I'm so um, happy. The. Uh, Longtime practicing sex magic reader here to tell you that in my experience, the sexy sex noises made during a sex magic ritual only adds to the atmosphere. Oh. Again, this is only my experience, so I can't speak for the efforts of others. But the whole point of the ritual is to raise energy enough to bring the practitioner's intent to fruition. The normal sounds of sex, including and maybe especially vocalizations, add that effort not only in the same way that some people might use drumming, chanting, or singing to raise energy, but also serves as a means to cheer all involved on i'm sure some people enjoy dead fish every once in a while looking at you tom cruise yes whoa got you tom cruise but not in ritual um that being said it's easy to get lost in the pleasure of the moment and lose sight of the goal when you're getting slammed by a big sexy beast or whatever you're into so i can see why some people might prefer everyone keep quiet just stay focused unfortunately i somehow doubt those people are very fucking fun at parties that is I great well, absolutely. Verbalize and have a good time with it. Yeah, yeah knowing you're yeah, summoning yeah. the devil. There. Woo, woo, woo. That's my sex noises. Woo. <laughs> Is woo, that right? Pew, pew, wow. Pew, pew, pew. The parade's in town. 
The parade is here. That's a very musical theater interpretation of sex. I kind of like that. It's the sound of music, but with bush. Oh. I was listening to the most recent side stories when Ben crowned the latest hero of the week as a man who for three years has spent Lent drinking nothing but beer. Well, this sounds like a fun tradition, and although he is doing it to support his local businesses, drinking exclusively beer for Passover dates back to the Middle Ages. In the early 1600s in Munich, a group of monks were attempting to solve the problem of feeling hungry while they were fasting during the 40 days of Lent. During a Lent, you're not allowed to eat any food, but you can drink liquids in certain places. They are familiar with the process of brewing, so they they adapted a pop popular recipe for Einbecker beer and production in Munich at the time. Their resulting product had a higher wort content and double the alcohol it was known as a stock beer. It was also very calorie dense, coining the nickname bread beer. One interesting story about this beer was that apparently the Pope wanted to see what these monks were drinking and whether it was breaking fast or not. When the beer had made the journey to him, however, it had spoiled. And when he tasted the spoiled beer, he decided that the monks should be punished by ordering them to only drink their stark beer during Lent. <laughs> yeah, oh, you yeah, dumb yeah, pope. Yeah, you yeah, fucking dumb right now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, all right. Well, really interesting. That makes a lot of sense. I'm going to say this. If you are a monk, you created the rules. Just you change sure? it back to be like, you can have one you can have one fourth of a Kit Kat bar. Absolutely. Because Another funny story. Yeah. This is really fun. Another story about this particular monastery is that they built the doors of the cafeteria to be specifically very narrow. So if you drank too much of the quote unquote bread beer, you literally weren't able to fit through the door, forcing the monks to fast until they fit. I do love that. Yeah, that's one of those tales. I love that one. That's nice. That's what they've done to make sure they stay thin. This is a fucked up story. Then I'll tell one more little alien one. I work at a barbecue joint in South Tennessee, right in the corner of Georgia, in an area whose local tourism is defined wholly by Civil War battlefields. All in all, it's a really grim area with some absolutely gorgeous landscapes. We got two of those absolutely giant old hickory smokers built into the wall. Mm. I was working the closing shift. Loading some brisket onto one of the rotating cradles within the smoker to be cooked until opening the next day. Oh, God, give it to me. As I finished loading the cradle, I back out, and I flipped the switch to lower the next one. As the next cradle lowered, it revealed the form of what appeared to be a burnt corpse. It was huddled in on itself, like in the fetal position. And even though it only appeared to be somewhere in the area four to four foot five inches, it looked like it was stuffed painfully into the cradle. The most upsetting part of it all is that it seemed to be its skin. It had taken on a burnt, bark-like quality. Not at all dissimilar to the slow-cooked pork we serve. Oh my. It smelled delicious. When I saw it, I screamed and backed away. And my manager, he came to run to see what the fuck was up. And it took for time it took for me to go get to him and get for the smoker to start explaining to him. He said the corpse had disappeared, leaving behind an empty swinging cradle flecked with bark that had stuck into its previous from its previous cook. Whoa. All right. Mm. We got ourselves a burnt demon fetus baby out there. Mm. Be very, very careful. The bar the barbecue demon from from what was it, Georgia? Barbecue Junior from Tennessee. And Tennessee. this is the last one corroborating the other UFO webs, the other UFO sightings. I'm an archaeologist working on a large survey in West Texas and New Mexico. Last week, four members of my crew were mapping an archaeological site, an archaeological site in southeast New Mexico, when one of them noticed an unusual aircraft in the sky above them. The whole team stopped and watched as a semi-translucent craft breached like a whale into and out of the sky, the blue of the sky, appearing to come directly out of the blue of the sky, swing down in an arc, then pull up and vanish into the blue again. Oddly, the object seemed to be too far low for this disappearance for it to be moving into the atmosphere. Also, the object made zero noise, but did leave a faint vapor trail in its wake, these little arcs where it came into and out of of sight. The team noticed two commercial aircraft flying what appeared to be higher above it, like this object was appearing and disappearing in between the observers and the aircraft above the object was described as semi-translucent like looking at the moon during the daytime and at two paired wing assemblies that were short and swept back a day later one of the team had rendered what he saw and he had found a short article describing the same object in the same area being described by the commercial pilots above the team who mentioned they thought it was a cruise missile and it was the same exact story that we just covered that's cool. Very interesting. All right. Multiple different tales 
of UFOs. Keep them coming. Side stories, LPOTL at gmail.com. Let gmail. us know com. what you Yeah, I think they're going to be around for a while. Let us know what you think. And thank you all so much for listening to this episode. We have some exciting weed coming soon. Weed. And, I don't know uh, when it's coming, but soon. It is coming soon. We have seen the packaging, and Henry and coming. I both have said it is really beautiful, and we, uh, we are just—it's—it's it's awesome. I think you guys our, are really going to dig it. Our tiny little babies are coming out of our pussies, and we can't wait for you to have them. <laughs> we can't wait. Get they are every package is dry. It's. Yes, they have yes. to be to ship. Uh, and also check out uh, lastpodcastmerch.com. We got a bunch of new merch on there. Those doggy things are really cute. Those robes are cute. Yes. And speaking of Tennessee, I have the liberal rednecks on this week for Top Hat, and they are absolutely adorable. I love the liberal rednecks. Super great also, guys. True and Dre. Trey and Drew, rather. I'm sorry. I just got to, just got, just got to, to know them, and they're really wonderful guys. Someplace underneath our new show, missing on about missing women. It's coming out. It's hosted by Natalie Jean and Amber Nelson. It's coming out March eighth. Yeah. Um, and Dunecast with me and Holden McNeely is coming out March fifteenth. And I want you guys to know about Dunecast is that for the first four episodes, we're going to be breaking down the plot of Dune, Dune one. So be able okay. to follow along if you haven't read the first one. But no, we're going to jump off after that. Let's start getting into the weeds. So, so you would say, read the first Dune. That's the prereq. And then that's the prereq. If you can, and then know that we're going to try to explain can as I, we can. Can I watch the movie? Yes. Watch all of the films. And will that be better? Will that circumvent me having to read the book? We're doing no. Ah. Yep. No, you're forced to read them. And then what we will okay. do is we're going to have a whole episode talking about every piece of Dune media. And then Holden and I are also going to do, we're going to play the RPG of Dune on the Twitch as well. I love it. You're just oh. going to be so fucking filled with Dune. I can't. <laughs> the whole fucking, world can't wait. They can't fucking wait, dude. So love the fact that Dunecast is going to explain some Dune for you. I, I think you actually got great. that work cut out for you. And you'll live every day now knowing the plot of Dune so that you can <laughs> act like you've read it when people ask you. Or you can just be like, you know what? Fuck Dune. And then there's going to be people going to be really upset at you because yeah. you're going to find out that it's actually very good and it's actually more popular than you think it is. And then, oh, and you laugh at people that you think, that, oh, they don't get uh, you laugh uh -huh. at them because you don't think Dune's a big deal. But guess what? Dune's coming for you. Okay, Dude's well, coming for you. It's coming for your family. Sort of more of a threat there towards the end. Mm -hmm. All right, everyone. Thank you for listening. Hail yourselves. Hail Satan. Magustinations, everybody. Hail me. Be careful with your python. Feed your python, please. As a matter of fact, if you're out there right now, just drop a snake in there or drop, a, drop a mouse in there. Pet your, pet your python for me. <laughs> <laughs> That's gross. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. <laughs> <laughs>